Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. Alan J. Huth shares a Bible passage with comments from over 35 years of his personal Bible reading journals and applies the Word of God to our daily lives. Today we are in Luke chapter 11. It's a long chapter, 54 verses, and we'll listen to our guest reader, Dr. Dennis Furr. We will hear about the Lord's Prayer, the sign of Jonah, and a few woes from Jesus to the Pharisees and the lawyers. So let's listen in to Dr. Furr on Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For every one who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asked for a fish, will instead of a fish, give him a serpent, or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, Cast out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, while others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges." But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, and finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, 
Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks for a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign of the people of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with men of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and reclined at table. The Pharisee was astonished to see that he did not first wash before dinner. And the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees cleanse the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But give as alms those things that are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in the synagogues and greetings in the marking place. Woe to you, for you are like unmarked graves, and people walk over them without knowing it. One of the lawyers answered him, Teacher, in saying these things, you insult us also. And he said, Woe to you, lawyers, also, for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your fathers killed. So you are witnesses, and you consent to the deeds of your fathers, for they killed them, and you build their tombs. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, so that the blood of all the prophets shed from the foundation of the world may be charged against this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. As he went away from there, the scribes and the Pharisees began to press him hard and to provoke him to speak about many things, lying in wait for him to catch him in something he might say. In 1994, at 39 years old, I split Luke chapter 11 into two days, reading verses 1 through 26 on the first day, and referring to verses 5 through 8, I wrote, Prayer needs to be persistent, and God, like a friend, will give us what we ask for. Verses 9 and 10. Now I am seeking, 
to find God in a new, deeper way. It is my prayer. It will be answered. And then referring to verse 17, a house divided against itself falls. Forgive us and heal us so our house might stand. The next day, I finished Luke chapter 11, beginning with verse 27, and I wrote concerning verses 27 through 28, and it came about while he said these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. And then I wrote this, so much for the women's movement and the elevation of Mary. It's more important to hear God's word and obey it. In 1995, at 40 years old, I also split Luke chapter 11 into two readings. The first day I read verses 1 through 28, and I wrote, Lord, teach me to pray. Because of persistence, God will answer our prayers. And I was referring to verses 5 through 8. Ask, seek, knock, all action verbs. We must be active in our prayer lives so God can respond. I continue to write, If my son asks for bread, do not give him stone. Know how to give good gifts to my children. And then I wrote, A house divided falls. And then I quoted, He who is not with me is against me. And blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. The next day I finished Luke chapter 11, starting with verse 29. And I wrote, Jesus said, This is an evil generation. What would he say today? I continue to write, Does Jesus violate the Old Testament law by not washing before dinner? Was it a law or a custom? Then I wrote, Am I clean on the outside, but not the inside? The inside, but not the outside? Both or not at all? I finish with, Jesus invited to dinner by the Pharisees, rips the Pharisees and the lawyers. Was he always positive, encouraging, and uplifting? I don't think so. In 1996, at 41 years old, I read Luke chapter 11 in two different days. The first day happened to be Easter Sunday. I read Luke 11, 1 through 28, and I wrote in my journal, we're having turkey dinner about 5 p.m. I won't eat till then, three full days of no food, only water and some fruit juice once in a while. I feel good, not really hungry, lost about eight pounds. I can't wait to eat that turkey though. What I'm referring to here in 1996 is that I usually do some kind of fasting for Easter week. I started it in college back in the 70s with a buddy of mine. Then it was just that we would have bread and water on Good Friday. As my life went on, I developed it a little farther. Here in 1996, I'd gone to just having my last supper as Jesus did on Thursday night and then did not eat until Easter dinner after church on Easter Sunday. So that was the three days I was referring to. Today I do something called one, two, three. I extend the fast to the entire Easter week. I start by fasting one meal a day on Monday and Tuesday of Easter week, two meals a day on Wednesday and Thursday, again eating my last meal on Thursday night, and then fasting three days, Friday, Saturday, until Sunday for Easter dinner. So I don't know what you think about fasting, but those are some habits I've developed over the years of my Christian life. I enjoy a couple times a year fasting for my Lord Jesus. After Easter Sunday on Monday, I finished Luke chapter 11 with verses 29 through the end. And I wrote, but he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Verse 29. I also wrote, all generations seek a sign. 
We want proof that Jesus is real. However, even with proof, people will still not believe. Lord, help my light shine before men. Help me be clean on the inside. Jesus goes to a Pharisee's home, then rips him and the lawyers present. Not a very gracious house guest. Due to the length of the recording already, I'll let the lessons and the applications from my journals stand. Father, thank you for teaching us how to pray in Luke chapter 11. Thank you for reminding us to ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find and knock and it will be opened to you. Thank you for verifying Old Testament books like the book of Jonah. If you quote it, it's believable. And thank you for reminding us to let our light shine before men. And finally, Lord, thank you for reminding us that blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Thank you for the lessons of Luke chapter 11. May we be those who hear the word of the Lord and keep it. Amen.